1: don't suffer for being stupid that doesn't glorify God it doesn't honor Jesus you see that but but what does honor him what does glorify him is when you're submissive to authority when you're respectful of authority but you take a stand and say I can't violate my personal convictions I've had to do that concerning the name of Jesus there's so much pressure these days Just don't say that name in the public square. Well, I'm sorry. Jesus said that if you want to live a godly
0: life, you will be persecuted. That's a promise in the Bible not many of us like to claim over our life, but it's a promise nonetheless. Pastor Robert will be encouraging us to take a stand for Jesus. And if we are persecuted for righteousness sake, we should rejoice. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 14, with today's message.
1: When I bought her an engagement ring, I was not in love with her. I made a decision of my will. That's the right woman for me. I will love her. And you know what, 22 years later, I really do. There's a lot of emotion there. Do you understand I'm not a slave to those emotions? Those emotions serve me. As I've said so many times before, emotions are not evil unless they're in leadership. Then they're they're evil. When you put emotions in charge in business, what happens? That's a disaster waiting to happen. And so we know, I mean, it's just kind of taken for granted. People that are successful in business, you know you can't, you can't allow emotion to get involved. Emotion can't be what's guiding you. Emotion can't be what, no, business principles. There are things that need to be in charge. It's the same thing here. There are principles that need to be in charge. And certain kinds of love, though real, are inappropriate. You see this? Let me say it again. Certain kinds of love, though real, are inappropriate. They're inappropriate. The Bible says so. And you and I are supposed to be bond servants, willing slaves to the Lord Jesus. Now, many people have argued that Ms. Davis should simply have resigned her position. Personally, I disagree with that. She stood her ground. She asked the government to give her the same type of religious freedom accommodation that's been given to others, including terrorists, at, you know, Fort Hood, Guantanamo Bay, just to accommodate the fact that she doesn't want her name on the licenses. She doesn't wanna be associated with that. But here's why I say she's a good example of what 1 Peter 2 is talking about. Listen to me carefully. One of the charges being leveled against her is, yeah, but she's a hypocrite. She's been married four times. What do you do with that? The reality is, this is a Christian lady taking a stand on marriage, but she's been married four times. How do you reconcile that? See, that's why Peter is exhorting us here. Suffer for doing good not for being foolish. You see this, not for compromising as a Christian, not, not for being obnoxious. One of the things that I've dealt with as a chaplain quite often for the police department is the fact that there will be Christian groups that go in on Ocean Drive, they wanna be right in the middle of everything and create a disturbance and cause a problem and negatively impact business and tourism in the name of Jesus. And they're like, just don't do it there, do it over here. That's a reasonable request. They're not saying you can't talk about Jesus, they're saying you can't create a disturbance in the middle of the tourist district. That's a reasonable request. Don't suffer for being stupid. That doesn't glorify God, it doesn't honor Jesus, you see that? But but what does honor Him, what does glorify Him is when you're submissive to authority, when you're respectful of authority, but you take a stand and say, I can't violate my personal convictions. I've had to do that concerning the name of Jesus. There's so much pressure these days. Just don't say that name in the public square. Well, I'm sorry. I pray the way I pray. Sometimes like I did you know, praying for for Patrick a minute ago, when I finish, I invoke the name of the Lord Jesus because it's part of our tradition. It's not an incantation that we have to do. I don't do it every single time. In other words, there are many times when I pray and I just say, amen. But if you ask me not to use Jesus' name, now I have a problem. Now I have an an internal conflict of conscience. It's like you're asking me to pretend I'm praying to a fried egg or something. Whatever might be out there, I'm talking to you. But that's not true. I'm a Christian. And I I had a young rabbi recently. We were in a chaplain's conference. And I was so grateful to this young reformed rabbi. He's like... Why is it that only the Christians can't mention who they're praying to? I can talk about Adonai, the Buddhists can talk about, I mean, it's like we, you know, the Muslims can talk about Muhammad and Allah, but the the Christian's not supposed to mention Jesus. That's not right. And this is, you know, it's coming from from a rabbi. And I thanked him afterwards. I'm like, you know, when they shut us up, they're coming after you next. So thank you. Thank you for standing with us, right? Now, please hear my heart. I don't know Kim Davis. I'm not evaluating her life. I'm not because, you know, I had a conversation at the His House Gala last night with um, actually the brother of, of somebody that goes to the church here. And it just it was a club like kind of an atmosphere and started. And a lot of times people view pastors as having been born with a Bible in one hand and a microphone in the other kind of a thing, you know, it's not that way. And, and I said, you know, as your brother sometimes said, I retired from that life when I met Jesus and we were just laughing about, you know, the old days and and the, and the way things once were. My point is that I have a past. There are things in my past that could be brought to light that would make me look like a complete hypocrite. Now maybe that's what's going on with Kim Davis. Maybe that's exactly what's going on with her. Maybe she's been married four times because the first three she didn't know the Bible. She didn't know Jesus. She had no relationship with God and her life was a mess. And, and now she's, you know, she's moved on from that. Now she's following the Lord and serving Him and doing the best. she. I don't know. I really don't know. What I do know is that the fact that she's been married four times does undermine her credibility as a poster child for Christian marriage. You see that? And that's what this passage is telling us. That's what, that's what He's warning us about. That we can ruin our own credibility. Maybe it is hypocritical on her part. Or maybe she's just repentant, simply following her Christian convictions, just like John Newton did. You know, John Newton, he was one of the most active and and vocal anti-slavery voices of the 19th century, right? 19th century? Am I getting that right? I think so. But he was a slave trader. What a hypocrite. No, he woke up. He realized, this is wicked. I'm not doing this anymore. And he stopped. He stopped. He wrote amazing grace because he was so grateful for the grace that he received from the Lord Jesus. He went on to live the life of a missionary for the rest of his life. He didn't go to Africa. He stayed where he was and started speaking up. He was on a mission. Now, maybe you feel that Kim Davis didn't do the right thing. Okay, fine. What are you doing? I think that's a valid question. What are you doing? Now, again, hear my heart. I'm not suggesting that that you need to quit your job, that a change of career is required. But maybe a change of priorities, maybe a change of focus. Maybe, you know, one one of the people that was used powerfully in my life as a young man, I was 24 years old, you know, had already managed to create for myself a problem with the Internal Revenue Service. So I went to a good tax accountant, and she looked at me as she was going through my taxes that day, and she said, Do you have any charitable contributions? And I said, What's that? In all fairness, she had a really strong Texas accent, and I didn't understand the word charitable when she said it. But I'll never forget her reply. She looked up and made eye contact, because she's kind of hunched over, and she looked up and made eye contact with me and said, like tithes and offerings, son, don't you go to church? And I said, no. Lots of attitude, you know, belligerence. And she just smiled and said, well, why not? And I couldn't answer that question. That's all she did. So that was it. That was the whole deal. You know, she went back to dealing with the numbers, filling out the forms, but she asked me two critically important questions that day for me. Don't you go to church? Why don't you go to church? I said, I believed in God. I I said, I believed in Jesus, you know, that he came to earth and died on a cross so that my sins could be forgiven so that I could receive grace. I said, I believe those things. And yet I never went to church. And I was confronted that day with my own hypocrisy, with my own foolishness. I went away kind of scratching my head, thinking, why don't I go to church? I don't have a good answer for that. It was powerful in my life. More than 30 years later, I still remember every detail of that little encounter because she as an accountant, as a, as a tax preparer that day, was aware of a more important mission in her life. You see this? His love is the
2: main thing. His love is the main thing.
0: We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know that you can help partner with us to help see Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is! We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button.
0: On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another Main Thing Radio.